The following show contains spoilers for Ghost in the Shell. Ghost tortoises, ghost snails, ghost hermit crabs, they're everywhere. We could survive that, we could survive that, we could survive I will find him. And I will kill him. I will find you. And I will kill you. Hello and welcome to We Could Survive That. Your survival guide to the movies. I'm Jack, and today I'm joined by a ghost, not in a shell, in a fleshy human body. It's Chris. Aren't we all souls just trapped in these meat packages until we pass to the next life? Meat packages. Yeah, and by that I meant human bodies. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like I like the turn pack- of phrase. Yeah. Meat packages. It makes me feel hungry for some news. Mmm. Appetising news. Oh dear. Delicious. I'm going to keep yeah, doing that. Yeah, no, just... What's the news? Uh, trailers, Chris. Lots of trailers. Which trailers did you see this week? So many trailers. Oh, hang on. I saw the newest trailer for uh, the new Planet of the Apes film. I can't think of what else I saw. I did see some other ones. But, oh, I saw It. I thought that looked really good and quite funny. I'm not sure what else I saw. Can you... Right, I'll I'll, I'll remind you. Last week, we spent most of the show waiting for the Justice League trailer to drop. That came out, and Uh, we both saw it. Spider-Man Homecoming, It, and War of the Planet of the Apes. Out of those four, which was your favourite? Which one do you want to talk about first? War of the Planet of the Apes. Okay, cool. Monkeys with guns. Apes. They are (laughs) apes. (laughs) Monkey racism? (laughs) They're completely different. What did you think? Does it look good? Yes, and I'm looking forward to it, and I'm excited, and it's making me want to go watch, rewatch, I should say. Is it making you go the, ape uh, shit? Oh, uh, no! This makes me want to rewatch the other two films in the prequel reboot trilogy. Okay, do you like bold Woody Harrison as a sinister He's villain? He's always bold, isn't he? Mostly, yeah. Mostly bold. Bold or with a very, very thin bit of hair. He's, He's playing not... up the boldness, though. He's in this not a one. villain. He will be. He's leader yeah. of the human resistance. Who wants to murder all apes? Yes, because he wants to reclaim his planet. Otherwise, it will be a planet of apes. I like that line. <laughs> Taking the piss out of it, but I genuinely enjoy it. Yeah, I think he will be a villain because Caesar's our main character, isn't he? He's been through all the films and he's the diplomatic one. Stop coming at me, humans. I just want to be free. And if you keep trying to blow up all of my eight friends, then I'm going to have to pummel you to death or throw you off a thing that's really high. What happened to James Franco? He died off screen because of the disease that wiped out most of humanity. Uh, The thing that made the apes clever is the thing that killed off 80% of the human population. So that's where he is. Okay. Uh, Next trailer, Justice League, that we spent all of last week waiting for. It grew on me. It does look like a CG mess. The Flash is running sequence I still don't like because it's too over the top. Because every time he uses the speed force, someone's in danger of being electrocuted. Good points. Aquaman. He's a badass. What are you? Do you agree he's a badass? Too jokey. There's too many jokes in the entire trailer. Bad suit. He's like, yeah, dig it. Why would Batman say dig it? Uh, Sorry, Aquaman Aquaman say dig it. it. He's a cool surfer dude. Exactly. No. 
I don't want what do you that. Mean? I don't you want don't my wanna... Aquaman to be that. I want my Aquaman to be this deep sea Viking warrior type person. Instead, he looks like that, and when he speaks, he's like, "Yeah, dig it, man. I'm just gonna go down into the liquor store." Are you gonna tell Jason know. Momoa that he can't say "dig it" while he's yes. got a trident in his hand? Yes, I am. <laughs> then you are either a brave man or a liar. <laughs> the entire trailer for me was too jokey and too light-hearted. At no point. Did I sense this is going to be a brooding, uh, brooding, brooding film? Oh, there's going to be a real sense of threat. No, it's just jokey, jokey, jokey. But do you want that? No. We've had that, and it's not worked. I mean, it's not that the dark tone didn't work. It's that it took itself way too seriously when there's a cave troll punching things. Yeah, but I think they've let themselves go too much in this one. From you the, think from they've the gone the opposite direction. They've gone, yeah, they, they they've overcompensated. Yeah, they, they're going to make it way too jokey. When Superman, you know, inevitably returns as well, he's going to probably throw some jokes out with Batman, and be like, "Oh, you thought I was dead," and Batman, be like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah." No. Well, would it be horrible if the superhero that embodies hope, freedom, and happiness came back and actually cracked a smile? Would that be the worst thing in the world? I want him to be resurrected by the Black Hand, so he comes back as the undead version and uh, helps Darkseid. You want a zombie Superman? I want zombie Superman. But we're not going to get that, because instead of going to be like, Oh, here's Superman. Oh, he's back. Oh, let's throw some more jokes in. Lightheartedness. Next thing you know, it'll have Bruce Wayne going to an orphanage to celebrate a kid's birthday there. And then him accidentally adopting that child. Exactly. Next and then thing sending you know, yeah. Joker to the Phantom Zone where Joker comes back with King Kong and a Kraken. Exactly. And that'd be about 45 minutes of the film. And the next 15 so minutes... So accidentally turns into the Lego Batman movie. Yes. And then <laughs> followed by 15 minutes of Superman having a really rushed, awkward uh, love thing with Lois. Like, I'm back. Oh, I've missed you. Blah, 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 blah. And then it's going to have Aquaman in the sea for about two minutes and going you to dudes. a sushi bar. and going. <laughs> dig it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then he'll go to a sushi bar. And he'd be like, what are you doing to these fish? Stop. Okay, so we have different opinions on <laughs> Justice League. Spider-Man trailer. Oh, that pissed me off. I that. think that showed too much. Way too much. Yeah. I think it was quickly thrown together and rushed because they got a bit panicked by the Justice League trailer. No, why would Marvel have to panic? They've got why nothing... do they give such a shit trailer? I, d- I think they've been, they've been planning to release this trailer. It's not like, oh, DC have released a trailer. We have to release a trailer. That's not how it works. They're not trying uh, to out- I don't know. They're not trying to out-trailer each other. But this trailer, it was too long and it showed too much. It showed the film beat for beat, which isn't great. And we got another trailer, It. I think it looked too generic and too paint-by-numbers, but that's probably a factor of it was a shot-for-shot remake of the original It trailer. So I'm not sure how that's going to go. Are you I'm looking forward to it? For it? Yes. Okay. It's not Tim Curry though, so. I know, but I'm still excited for it. Right. More news, Chris. Other things happened. The Venom film has uh, got a genre: sci-fi horror. Yep. Okay, that's good. You like that? Yep. That's the type of tone that Sony need to take if they're going to make a Venom film. Well, I mean, it's going to be shit anyway because <laughs> it's Sony, so. Yeah. Optimistic as ever, Chris. Good. Uh, this might excite you. Johnny Depp has been cast in a, quote, comedic role for the Matrix film. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not excited about that. What does that make you feel, Chris? Uh, what emotions me... are running through you at this point? 
Okay, the casting of Johnny Depp, I'm not too bothered. The fact it's a comedic role. Why is there a comedic role in The Matrix? The Matrix, the real-life version of The Matrix, when they're in Zion, it's very depressing. It's humans are living underground in these metal cities where they have to have machines keeping them, you know, pumping oxygen and keeping them alive, and other machines want to kill them. There is no comedy. It's depressing. It's bleak. There's no bright colours or anything. Aren't all Johnny Depp's roles now comedic? Not Grindelwald. I'm a weird pale person. Should we, should we die just a little more? Oh, look at me. I'm pale and weird. He ruined that film. <laughs> Whoa, okay. that was. <laughs> I'm sorry. My hatred for Johnny Depp is intense. Oh, Chris, would it help you if I told you it was April 1st? <laughs> well, uh, that I, bit of news was a lie. <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> I just wanted to make you feel rage for a second. Johnny Depp is not in the Matrix film. I do have some equally uh, shocking, but positive news chris i think you'll enjoy this dc have announced that they'll be making a batgirl film and the director is josh whedon Mm. now you're going hmm but this is a big moment for a number of reasons one josh whedon he's synonymous with marvel at this point with the avengers two josh whedon is responsible for the success of one of the most popular female sci-fi characters in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which is celebrating its 20th anniversary this week. You give Batgirl to Josh Whedon, you're going to get an interesting film, especially if DC do what they did with Zack Snyder and give him room. Now, I'd argue that they shouldn't have given Zack Snyder room because he made a mess in batman v superman but if they do that if they give josh whedon space and don't cramp him like marvel did with age of ultron then this will be an interesting witty and fun romp i would guess but if dc as they have been doing take the wrong lessons from their failures then we're gonna get something like the suicide squad which is heavily chopped and edited and Let's throw a Beastie Boys song in there and stuff like that. So I'm excited if this is true and this goes forward. You frowned a bit and looked like you were going to... You look confused. What are your thoughts? Has Batgirl been cast yet? Not yet. This is all the news that I've got. Right. I don't know how to feel about this until I know who is playing Batgirl. Because if they bring in... Was it Alicia Silverstone or something that played Batgirl in the George Clooney one? They're not going to bring her in. One, she's a bit too old. Something Two, that's in a completely that. different universe. Something, yeah, but Three, bring... I don't think she's acted in ages or has been cast in anything but for a if while. If they bring in... They're not going to bring in Alicia Silverstone. <laughs> an actress like her, though, to play it. From the 90s. <laughs> yes. I hope they do it. I want it to be the killing joke. Well, that's the thing. They, DC, they'll probably save the killing joke for a either a Batman film or the third in a trilogy of Batgirl films. They won't go straight into it. Here's Batgirl. Oh no, she's now paralysed and in a wheelchair. Yeah, now you got Oracle. They, yeah, the but they, they won't films. waste Batgirl in one film and then go, well, can she's Batwoman. gone. Yeah, but it's not the same thing, is it? Barbara Gordon's Batgirl has more of a, a name to her, more of a drawing power. So they can't waste her in one shocking film so they'll probably want to build that up and then when the inevitable the thing is if they do a killing joke in this film universe it will be with the jared leto joker 
Do you really want that? I want to see more of his Joker, yeah. Yeah, but do you want him... Oh, I'm not going to kill you. I'm just going to paralyze you really, really bad and then take weird naked photos and send used condoms to all of my castmates. I would I would like a live-action Killing Joke Joker film, Batgirl film, but with Jared Leto's Joker? Well, it's tough. You... <laughs> Jared Leto is now the Joker for the DC Universe. Oh, unfortunately. Yes. So, we'll end on that bittersweet note of Jared Leto. (laughs) Great. And let's get into the film that we watched this week, Chris. Ghost in the Shell, starring Scarlett Johansson and a bunch of other people. What's the plot, Chris? And what did you think? It's set in the future. No specific year given. Everybody's connected with uh, the cybernetic enhancements to uh, enhance them. Oh, God. And we, we follow one character called Major, who is, uh, we're led to believe, is the first of her kind, whereas her brain has been removed and put into a completely synthetic body. That looks exactly like Scarlett Johansson. Yes, they made the body look like... They googled hot. famous celebrities, <laughs> or hot, hot celebrities... Chick. Of the 21st century, and they got they chose Scarlett Johansson, and uh, she then joins District Nine, which is like a, a policing. Is it District Nine? Uh, That's Sector a Peter Nine. Jackson sorry, film. sorry, <laughs> Sector Nine, which is like a policing anti-terror unit type thing. Yeah, and, and she uh, gets involved in a mysterious hacker case. Which, yeah, uh, which reveals things about her past and a conspiracy and cover-ups and there's revelations and. All sorts Seen of a prostitute. Stuff. Prostitutes, yes. It unveils prostitutes, Chris. Way to get to the heart of the plot. <laughs> prostitutes. Yeah. Well, it's an important <laughs> bit. What did you think of the film? Wasn't as good as it could have been. Was not as confusing as its 95 anime version. But then the storylines of those were changed quite drastically. It's very um, aesthetically pleasing to the eye. I like the soundtrack to it. Not much in the way of dialogue and script. Zero character development. Well, <laughs> very like little. Three to four percent character development. Scarlet's character development is: I'm a robot, so I'm going to act like a robot. Oh no, I'm not a robot. I'm a brain in a robot. Now I'm going to be a person. Great. Oh, I have a mum. <laughs> I have a mum. Yes. Other than that, you find out fuck all about all the other characters, including their last names. <laughs> yeah, or, or their first names in some cases, <laughs> with some with some characters. Yeah. I'd agree with that, Chris. It, it is a good-looking film. Visually, there's a lot on the screen, especially in the wide shots of the city, where they've got hologram advertising and all kinds of shit that I would hate to live in a city like that. Because you'd be trying to go to sleep, and then there'd be a giant hologram of a man running an advertising toothpaste or something. I would hate that. Hearing in the window, <laughs> <Yes>. actually. <laughs> Just one giant eye staring through. If you try to sleep. Horrifying. Yeah, it's a good-looking film. The action, uh, there's not a lot to get particularly excited about. There are a few slow-mo shots, some of them a bit gratuitous and unnecessary. The characters, there are very few character-building moments. There's a bit with a dog, but that's about it. There's You don't get much from the Section 9 team. There is a badass old man. I love a badass old man with a revolver, Clint Eastwood style, so that's not bad. There's some iffy CG as well, but it is a CG-heavy film, Mm. so that's to be expected. I'll say CG jellyfish and some weird jumping and and leave it at that. 
Did you like the Liam Neeson impression that Scarlett Johansson tried to do? I will oh. find you. No, no kill, kill him. <laughs> no, I didn't. For lack of a better word, cringed <laughs> at that part. Can we just agree, Chris? Yeah. The that line should be retired, or any variation of "I'm going to find him, I'm going to kill him, I will find you, I will kill you." Can that be retired? Because no one can top Liam Neeson in delivery of that line. I don't know. I think there's a few actors who can still do it. Liam Neeson can still do it. Clint do Eastwood. It Clint Eastwood. He could, he could pull that line off, I Give think. Give it a go, yeah. And so could um, Johnny Depp. Johnny, not Johnny Depp. <laughs> I will put him in a Matrix film. Then you'll be sad. That will be upsetting. No, Johnny Depp saying that. I will find Oh, fuck off, Johnny Depp. You got me angry again. Right. <laughs> the plot uh, is a tad paint by numbers as it goes through the the film because like you said uh she's she's got a mysterious backstory major she's got memories implanted into her brain to make her think that she was a refugee but she really wasn't she was a runaway from her mother and she got rounded up and experimented on and she managed to survive and that's when they put in all the memories and the villain is this COO of a major manufacturing company. He's clearly the villain because when we're introduced to him in the first couple of shots, she's not a person, she's a weapon. <laughs> I'm so evil. My name is Mr. Cutter. <laughs> the name of a nice man. It's super evil, super not a twist. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I done it on purpose, you know. It's to be expected. Um, do you think they made this film working on the assumption that most people who were going to watch it had seen the anime or not? Right. Okay. So you you have seen the anime. Yes. And some of the other, like the TV series and the second yeah, anime and off and all this bits. Stuff, yeah. I haven't, and I'll be honest. The only reason I watched this film is because you said let's watch it for the podcast, and we're a democracy here, Chris. I'll throw you a bone every once in a while. And why can't we do Beauty and the Beast? <laughs> Fuck it. Uh, with that in mind, I think the reason they cast Scarlett Johansson is to get in the casual audience that wouldn't have seen the anime and be familiar with the source material and things like that. So they needed, or they wanted a big name to hang the the film on. If people didn't recognise the title, they'd recognise Scarlett Johansson and go, oh, she's good in things. We'll we'll watch a film with her in it. Uh, since we're talking about Scarlett Johansson, Chris, are we qualified and wise enough to talk about the whitewashing issue surrounding this film? Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, we'll start with Scarlett Johansson and we'll work from there. From a real-world point of view, I think what I just said about marketing is probably why they cast her. From an in-story point of view she is a robot so they'd make her whatever race that they wanted uh also from a real world point of view the i heard a, a quote on a on another podcast uh saying that the originator of the anime his name escapes me said that he doesn't have a problem with scarlet being cast because that role is it's, it's a robot. It was never intended for a specific type of ethnic actor, Caucasian, Asian, African-American, whatever. It doesn't make a difference. And it doesn't make a difference in the film because it's not a deep character piece of being 
whatever. It's a she's a robot and she beats people up. Yeah. So I don't think that matters particularly. What I have a more pressing issue with is the surrounding characters because we're meant to be in Japan. It's never specifically stated in the film. Japan in the year 2020 whatever. The only reason I know it's Japan is because you said that's that's, that's where the anime is. It's in Japan. Is. Yeah. yeah. So with that in mind, I was expecting more Asian characters. Yeah. As supporting characters like the doctors and prostitutes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if we're going there. And just people walking around in the streets. So that's where I have the issue with the whitewashing thing. We're in Japan. There should be more mm. Japanese characters around. So that's where I fall on the whole whitewashing thing. Yes, it would have been nice if this would have been a good breakout role for uh, an Asian actress but they they went for Scarlet for whatever reason. But have you got anything serious to say? Or more about well, prostitutes? <laughs> no, I'm thinking in the we'll film... We'll come back to the prostitutes. Well, oh, definitely. In the film, I think the reason she's white American is they implant, like you said, they implant false memories of her being a refugee. Yeah. So I reckon they made the robotic body white American to reinforce this idea that she is a refugee yeah. from, you know, presumably America. And that's also why I think there's a lot of non-Asian people in this film. Because something must be going on in the other world if you've got refugees from America. So I reckon a lot of people have fled the country and they're moving to Asian countries, perhaps. They're trying yeah. to escape conflict in the West. But that's that's never explained in the film. No, and it's, but that's, it's what not I'm, that's what I'm going with. Yeah, yeah that's the context you're, you've come up with. Is there anything about a war in the anime no. or anything? So. No, so it's all Japanese in the anime. <laughs> okay, so that's you coming to your own assumptions. That's not. That's how I justify them being yeah, loads of them. But the film never does anything no. to justify that in the way that you have. So that's what makes it confusing and slightly less bearable for for me in the in the whole whitewashing yeah. argument. Do you want to talk about a prostitute now? Yeah. Okay. I'll appease you from a serious talk to a prostitute talk. Yeah, there was no uh, <laughs> lesbian prostitute kiss that I was promised in the trailers. I bet you watched that bit of the trailer on a loop, didn't you? Uh, yeah, of course I did. Downloaded it, edited it, stuck it on a loop. It was, it was beautiful. <sighs> but I was waiting for it to happen. When she like touched her lips, I was like, <gasps> here comes the kiss. And then it cut, and I was like, why? Why show me this in the trailer if you're just going to cut it? Why show Jin fighting a TIE fighter and not show it in the trailer? Time constraints, probably. You have your missed lesbian kiss. I have my missed lesbian showdown with a TIE fighter. That that escaped me, and I'm so sorry. <laughs> Can we... She's not a lesbian. Uh... <laughs> All right, okay. Watch or don't watch this film, Chris. Uh, I think if you've seen the anime, watch it. If you've not seen the anime but you're enjoying science fiction and you want a sort of Matrix Blade runner type thing, give it a watch. Other than that, if you're not into science fiction or anime, probably I'd say to avoid it because you just won't be interested in it. Because there's no character development and the script's not very well done, people might feel a bit wasted if, you know, their, their favourite films are historic dramas. They're not going to be interested in this. Then why would they watch <laughs> Why would they watch, don't it? watch it? A, why would they watch it? And B, why would they listen to a podcast about a I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but like I'm just drama. warning them they wouldn't enjoy it. But I'm saying if you like sci-fi, 
you like your Matrix, you like anime, yeah, give it a bash. It's not necessarily something you're going to buy on DVD or Blu-ray or whatever. But if you, uh, if a friend's got it, borrow it and watch it. If it's on TV, watch the last half hour of it because there's a spider tank fight that's fine. There's a spider tank fight that's fine. That's fine, I like it's, that. It's just <laughs> fine. It's nothing particularly groundbreaking. And with that, I uh, it is it's there are some cool visuals and things, but there's not enough for me to recommend it. I think it would work better as a Netflix TV series. So you spend more time with the characters. Maybe go on a mission with the Section Nine team that isn't related. Yes. Get some more banter between yes. them. Actually, get the names for some of the characters that just yeah, randomly what the pop up all about. at crucial moments. That would be nice. Yeah, I, I could get on board with that, but as it stands, I don't want to give it a don't watch, but I'm going to have to because really? I, I personally wouldn't have watched it. I probably won't watch it again. Would you buy it on DVD is the question. As a fan of animes and robot prostitutes... The prostitute wasn't a robot, she was human. I think if they release, because I know the day the film was released they also released a blu-ray version anniversary edition of the anime film if they release uh, when this film does come out a version of the live action and anime film together i might be inclined to get it but other than that i don't know i'm gonna re-watch that anime film again because i've only watched it once so i'm gonna re-watch it again so i get a better comparison okay i will not watch the anime or this film probably ever again uh chris we're here because we are survival experts allegedly nobody try our tips you'll be killed instantly but there are a few deaths that we uh, are gonna try and survive uh with or without augmentations first off let's talk about the world how would you survive in the world would you get augmentations would you get a robot liver a robot jaw robot eyes How would you best cope living in this cybernetic world? I would try to avoid any enhancements or anything like that. Definitely wouldn't get anyone to connect my brain to, like, the web or anything. I would definitely avoid those. I would only get ones to replace physical parts of my body if they were necessary. So, I don't know. So, if you're in a crash or something. Lung cancer or something, and they could take that out and put in robotic lungs. Okay. Stuff like that. Or, yeah, I lost a hand and now I'd have a, a robot hand. Maybe get it augmented so uh, I can eat more food. <laughs> Just shovel it into your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> but then you need a robot jaw to cope with the amount of food going into, nah, your, you into your gob. Or uh, I quite like the idea of the one where you can drink more while oh, getting drunk. The guy with the robot liver. They, they have a version of that in the... Um, the anime film where they say rather than it's they can drink more it's they can get as drunk as they like and then they can activate it and they'll sober up within a few seconds okay so with, no hangover yeah so something like that i might enjoy because uh that'd, that'd be fun an instant brain rehydrator yeah which would be yeah, interesting yeah instant detox yeah so i think that'd be good as well so perhaps something to filter out poisons and that as well because the city looked a bit dirty Oh yeah, polluted so some point, and scummy. You're and... going to get food poisoning, or you're going to catch something. Aren't yeah, you? probably a bit crime-ridden as well with oh, robot de- yeah, crime. Yeah, 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 definitely. So not a nice place to live. 
sleep deprivation as well from all the giant eyes looking into exactly. your bedroom window. All the people offering you uh, cheap on the street enhancements. Yeah. Rather than, so uh, I'm guessing that's a bigger uh, trade yeah. you have over there. Just, yeah. Cheap and probably illegal. Yeah, and enhancements. And yeah, kind of like the blank market on organ donations. Hey, I've got a kidney that you can buy. Yeah, this would be, hey, I've got robotic eyes. Ignore the blood them. around them. I'd rip them from this other guy who couldn't pay his fees. Yeah, ignore the blind man that's stumbling around going, hey, where are my eyes? Some <laughs> bastard stole them. <laughs> I can get these ones onto you. Yeah. So, enhancements that didn't let you be hacked would be a good thing because that's a major part of this film. Yeah. Lots of people get hacked by the, the hacker person whose name escapes me he's called the puppet master in the anime i don't care what he's called in the anime right first lot of deaths is the there's a sneak attack at this uh meeting between a representative for the robot company that mr cutter owns and i think he's an african prime minister or yeah. president or something like that and they're having a meeting and talking about augmentations and things and there are these geisha robots that are wandering around serving tea and food and things like that. Saki. Saki. Mm. Mm. A delicacy. Yeah, that stuff's not nice cold. <laughs> uh, this this hacker turns the geisha robots against everyone in the room, captures the corporate guy, and plugs into his brain because he's got like a little USB port headphone jack in the back of his head. And the geisha plugs in and tries to download some information. And I think that kills him because it's probably yeah. forced and he's not got. Uh, he, he's not given permission to the download and have his brains sucked out or something. It kills him. <laughs> yeah, he dies. And then Scarlett Johansson crashes through a window and starts shooting shit up. So, uh, you're the business guy. Any survival tips? Have your own security robots instead of geishas wandering around well I have mean, a gun in your hand i don't have think a gun in the back of your head i don't think they're allowed have a gun in, in every part of your i don't anatomy. think you can do that i mean it does say he has encryption around his brain uh, this robot obviously hacks through i mean better encryption then it wouldn't have hacked in it wouldn't have done that also i wouldn't have the usb port thing on my neck in the first place yeah because not everybody has that but I'm guessing the people that do have it is so they can plug into the network and do whatever. Yeah, into databases yeah. and things and Again, share info. But that's yeah. very exposed. Exactly. That's why they have this that's why they have the encryption, which obviously his wasn't good enough to stop this robot from getting through. So Yeah. Either you don't have the USB port, or if you're gonna have it, if you if you need it Cover it up. You need exactly have something over it. Uh, you can see like if you have upgrades. A flap through. and a padlock. <laughs> <laughs> well, they remove parts of their face, some of them, don't they? Like the scientist who had her eyes upgraded, she re yes. removes it. So have something that will cover over it that you can remove, uh, but have that with some sort of protection around it as like well. Like a so, thumb lock. Yeah, I think the robot would have forced his thumb onto it to do that. He but just snapped his thumb off. Exactly. Or have something like a voice print or something that you unlock, and then you've got your USB port with much more higher and better Security, encryption. Yeah. Yes. You know that scientist with the pull-out eyes? Yeah. She plays the smoky scientist, yeah. Yeah. She plays the exact same role in The Girl with All the Gifts. She's the science lady that gets eaten immediately by zombies. Is it the same actress? Yeah. I thought she looked familiar. And she plays the exact same role. She... Her career is I play scientists who <laughs> Who die horribly. Die, yes. 
yeah her her death we'll get on to i've not put her down but her death the hacker guy he gets into this secure facility Mm-hmm. that's owned by the people that he's trying to take down he goes there in person a thing that he it's not in his mo because he hacks other people and then sends them off so he's not exposed but he goes there in person kills her and then when he's in the place with all the information that he needs he doesn't get it from there and the lady that he kills is literally holding in her hand most of the information that he wants all the people that worked on uh the project that because backstory to the villain even though i don't know his name (laughs) he was a he was a a homeless runaway like scarlett johansson with her and they get all rounded up and forced into these experiments where they take your brain out and put it in a robot body and he he was successful but because he was a more unhinged character uh the the operation didn't sit particularly well and they wanted to terminate him because he was a failure and he managed to escape somehow and he's like a gnarly half robot with like a a glitch stutter and stuff he's really interesting design and there's not that much from him uh but yeah he goes there and murders the girl with all the gifts lady and then doesn't take any information Mm. so he exposes himself and forgets to get things yeah i don't think he realized that she had that in her hand he was just questioning her and trying to hack into her yeah but then you could do a quick search try and log onto a gmail account and see if she's been emailing or something i don't know i'm surprised that we didn't get um a big google thing come up product placement i I don't think google would want to be associated with an evil no, I, I, knows all I didn't, your necessarily, didn't necessarily mean the hacker. I meant, you know, no floating Google logos. I did see one big product placement. Oh, what was that? Honda. Okay. The motorbike Scarlett's riding. Uh, there's a shot of her from behind where it said Honda across the back of it. And then a shot of her from the front while she's riding. And again, you could see Honda on the uh, the windshield part of the bike. This very small windshield. It had Honda written across it. So... I picked up on that. And now you want to buy a Honda. That's how product placement I've always works. wanted a Honda bike anyway, but now I know. Oh, Scarlett Johansson rides them. They're, they'll have some in the future. Excellent. And they'll look like a box. Yes. That didn't appeal to make that bike design. Right. No, it was a bit too big and clunky. Boxy. Yeah. yeah. Not great. Uh, some more deaths, Chris. What do you want to talk about bikes? I was going to say, what do you think of the design of the car? Boto's car. I like uh, that. It's old school. Kind of like a DeLorean. Yeah, sort I like of. that. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Whether that was intentional or not, I'm not sure. Uh, I'd guess all the cars were electric in the future, weren't they? It's probably better. Can you, I mean, that city looks dirty anyway. If they got pollution on top of that, they would be dead. Yeah, no wonder they all need cybernetic lungs if exactly. they're going <laughs> to survive in that uh, smoky hellhole. Yeah. So Scarlett Johansson discovers the the corporation that put her brain into her body uh, are a bit shady and she discovers that she's not a refugee she was a runaway uh she left her mum who what what, right the mother she's overly friendly because this stranger scarlett johansson walks up to her house picks up a cat and then she immediately invites her in for a cup of tea and a a chat and she seems nice so why would a young scarlett johansson's character run away i reckon um she's a meth addict (laughs) 
I was going to say that. I was going to say she's overly rebellious teen who okay. thought, I'm going to run away with all my friends. I'm going to come back eventually, but I'm going to run away and teach my mum a lesson. And I think the mum was so... Stop being so nice! <laughs> I think she was so overly friendly towards Scarlett because there's no, no mention of a dad or a husband or any other siblings. So I reckon she's very, very lonely. And she's just like... Oh. Lonely enough to be nice to strangers and invite them in for tea. To that point, <laughs> yes, I think she, I think she probably is. She just wants somebody to talk to. It's just her and a bloody cat. She needs. She probably wants somebody to talk to. Yeah, cats aren't great conversation, are they? Can't well, talk to a no. cat. And a cat probably pisses off for half the day anyway. Yeah, and then brings back a dead mouse with a robot eye or something. Exactly. So, oh. reckon a cat's robot? Probably. Why uh, not? Why the robot hell not? everything? Uh, so. I reckon that's why she's overly friendly because she's so lonely and you know borderline depressed because of her dead child. Or, yeah, yeah. So that whole runaway thing was was a little bit, especially towards the end where she goes to the hacker who genuinely has nothing left because his body's been messed up and his memories have been tampered with. Scarlet goes, they've taken everything from us. I wanted to shout at the screen, you have a mother! <laughs> you left her! <laughs> oh. Yeah, that irritated me a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I was okay. talking about deaths, wasn't I? Yes. So, <laughs> so Scarlet finds out and Mr. Cutter decides to cut all of his losses and eliminate Scarlet and the whole Section 9 team including some of her friends Buto who's the guy with the robot eyes who's yeah, like a Boto Boto sorry they've got the closest friendship out of the the team and yeah. by closest friendship I mean they have the most screen time together yes so yeah and uh, Mr. Cutter sends out a bunch of operatives to try and eliminate the different members of the team including Han who is the only one on the team that doesn't have any cybernetic implants and things like that uh, that's the only character development he gets. So, yeah, I'd have liked to see more from the Section 9 team. Uh, they also send, uh, quote, rabbits to kill the silver fox, uh. the leader of the of the Section 9 team. Uh, his name is... I don't know. Uh, he only speaks in Japanese, though. Yes. Do you think that's stubbornness? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I do. And I think everybody else only understands it because they have implants oh, the that translates for them. Okay, and yeah. And vice that, versa. That makes sense. Or, actually, no, I reckon the old guy doesn't have anything. He he can speak English. He understands it. He's just like, no, I'm going to speak in Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> You're in my country. I'm speaking my language. <laughs> Deal with it, pricks. Yeah. I quite liked him. And if they were going to do a spin-off, I'd want one of him. One, because his hair looks like it's from an anime film. It's all weird and sticky up. Two, he is a badass. The Mr. Cutter's team ambush him in a parking lot. He goes into his car and then a three-man SWAT team shoot machine guns at him. And he uses a briefcase, it must be bulletproof, as a shield, opens the car door and murders them all with a revolver, Clint Eastwood style, and goes, drops the line, yeah, you shouldn't send rabbits to kill a fox. And best one-liner in the film yeah so he's a he's a standout character and he doesn't speak a word of english and that's great mostly because i i i hate reading subtitles so but he won me over with that one line <laughs> awesome that's fair enough yeah awesome 
I was thinking the best way to deal with him is they jump out and obviously all three of them open fire from machine guns. They've all got body armor on. Money's not an issue. Just one rocket launcher. <laughs> That's all they needed. They didn't even need to get out of the car. They could have fired it out because I'm guessing in this time they've probably got smaller ones that don't require you to have on your shoulder or whatever. Yeah. And Or even they could have like a drone-like weapon and just literally just into the car and explode. Or a grenade. There are a couple Anything of like times... That. Especially when in the earlier scenes where they're dealing with these gangsters where someone goes to throw a grenade and... You, you know, a grenade. A grenade into the car. What I thought was going to happen was is that Mr. Cutter's probably planned that he's going to have to take out the Section 19 for for a while now. So he, he's had a bomb under, under the Silver Fox's car for like a year just in anticipation that one day he's going to have to kill him. And he goes, oh, okay, it's time now. Goodbye. <laughs> and just blows up the car. That's what I thought was going to happen. Yeah. No, nope, uh, obviously we're better at assassinating people than Mr. Cup. Naturally. He's not very good at all, is he? So, uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, and that's how they should have done it. An explosion, long distance. Single shot sniper. I don't know. Something, something like yeah. that. Don't engage a badass revolver-wielding maniac in a fight at close range. No, because he's obviously an anime-inspired character. So. Yes. <laughs> Just look at the hair. <laughs> ah, right. Moving on. Uh, Mr. Cutter's plan uh, involves him trying to take out Scarlett Johansson using a a, a clunky spider tank, and uh, he shoots a missile, blows up a house where all the runaways used to stay in this downtown area, and then the fight ensues. Um, the fight ends because <laughs> the fight. Yeah. The fight's fine. Uh, Scarlet rips out the spider tank's motion controly thing. And then Mr. Cutter goes, Oh, well, on to plan B. Let's send a helicopter and blow her up using people. Uh, that doesn't work. The Section 9 team come in and save Scarlet, uh, including one guy who gets the pivotal shot of taking down the helicopter with a sniper rifle. Who was that guy? He's in Section 9. I don't recognise him. I don't think he got any lines. He had a line. Yeah, I, I shot a helicopter. He had a line, didn't he? He was like, we can't let him take him. And he was like, he said something along the lines of like, oh, she'll be safe or I've got her or something. Then closes his one eye. That's looking down the scope because I'm guessing he uses the other robotic eye to aim and then shoot. That's what he needs to say. He doesn't need any more. We don't need to know anything about this guy, where he came from. All we need to know we is don't he's even obviously need to know. a sniper with a robot eye. That's all you need to know. We don't even need to know his name. Why? Would knowing his name help that scene? Would it have developed it more? Would have been nice to know who was shooting the helicopter. Did you... Okay, uh, even the <laughs> characters that had lines, um, the English woman. Of the proper that, British woman. Yeah. She, well, um, it was a British accent, wasn't it? Yeah. It was a Cockney, wasn't it? I thought. That was in Pears. Yeah, she Pears. had... Pears. I don't know. <laughs> Did you her name up at all? I don't nope. think so. No. <laughs> she was British woman. <laughs> there you go. That was it. The prostitute didn't get a name. No. It's a nameless figure. Uh, the guy that um, Boto buys the meat from. We don't know what meat that was. <laughs> The dogs had no names. Well, it was probably dog meat because we saw like five dogs and then when we went back to that street there, there was, was only one, one dog. dog. Yeah. So it's clearly dog meat. Possibly. Yeah, so the Section 5 team save uh, the major Scarlet's character and then the badass Silver Fox makes his way into the uh, the office of Mr. Cutter 
and he goes, hey, Mr. Cutter, it's probably not a good idea to resist me because I'm a badass. And of course, what does Mr. Cutter do? Well, he doesn't resist. He just gets his gun out and the fox takes that the wrong way. He's surrendering <laughs> his gun and he's like, no, what are you doing? <laughs> and shoots him. Well, if he was surrendering his gun, maybe he should have gone, whoa, surrendering my gun. Please don't shoot me. <laughs> Rather than quickly trying to outdraw a man who's already got his badass revolver out. Uh, then the major, using their mind com- mind communicate thing. Mind com. Yeah. The chief of Section 9 goes, Hey, do I have your consent to kill Mr. Cutter? Because he's kind of your your problem, isn't he? He, he made you into a robot. So it's, the decision's yours. And she goes, Yeah, murder that son of a bitch. And he gets shot into a pool and then there's that, again, pretty looking silhouette shot of the anime hair and him standing in the moonlight or whatever. So, yeah. yeah. How would you survive, Mr. Cutter? Just don't draw the gun. Well, I think had you not drawn a gun in the first place, he still would have come around and be like, oh, Major, do you want to kill him? Sort of thing. So, uh, I don't know. It'd be difficult, wouldn't it? Because the decision isn't his. It's Major who's saying kill him. Yeah. But again, the decision to resist arrest is in Mr. Cutter's hands. But I still think had he not done that, the fox, we'll just call him the fox, <laughs> still would have been major. I've got him. Are we bringing him in or should I kill him, I think? So, I don't know. I, um, I'm surprised he didn't have any security with him. Like, nothing like, there They probably all. got taken out. Yeah, or the fox has just left a trail of dead bodies. <laughs> just, <laughs> can't, hundreds. Can't help but think... Hundreds of spider um, tanks dead at his hand... <laughs> I can't help but think if they'd sent him rather than the other characters, he would have dealt with this a lot more quicker and got everything tidied up. If he was the main character, you yes. mean? <laughs> yeah. He would have gone into that room at the beginning of the film. He would have saved everybody, including the scientist who's getting hacked. Uh, when they go Reverse into that nightclub the hack, and, then, and trace the back, yeah. he would have gone to that nightclub. They wouldn't have stopped him or, or searched him. The barkeeper wouldn't give him attitude when giving him the beer. Yeah. He wouldn't have been like, electrocuted and forced to try and do like a dance or anything <laughs> uh, interesting stuff oh yeah that, that's pretty much the film have you got anything else to add survival wise reviewy wise uh, I hope they make it into a TV series I don't think they're going to make the second Ghost in the Shell film they left it open for a sequel but I'm not sure they'll get one yeah yeah, uh, if anyone else has thoughts on Ghost in the Shell, both live action or anime, you can email us. How, Chris? By logging on to the world net, by connecting up your USB port, I don't know, uh, you can email us at wecouldsurvivethat at gmail.com, find us on Twitter at wecouldsurvive, YouTube, iTunes, Podomatic, etc, etc. Tell a friend about us and leave a kind review or a cruel review, if you are that way inclined. And then we'll to hack you. <laughs> yeah, then we'll hack you and we'll send killer geisha robots after you. Exactly. In a hundred years when we have killer geisha robots. I don't our know. revenge will be long drawn out, but half-assed at best. Yep. Free fire next week, Chris? Or life? Free fire. Free fire. One star versus five stars. I think we know which one. Give me the one star. <laughs> Got Ryan Reynolds. Not free fire. No, but life does. Oh, and life is the one star. Review. Yeah, life's the one star. Right. Glad you cleared that up. Yes. 
Uh, yep. So we'll we'll be back next week. We usually back with less robot prostitute talk. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> and more warehouse prostitute talk. Great. <laughs> Hopefully not, but great. Um, until next time. End the show, Chris. I forget you end the show. I was <laughs> waiting for you to say it, so I was gonna I was gonna jump in with you stealing my line. Until next time, keep on surviving. You asshole. <laughs> Goodbye. You put your mic down. That means you're done. So long.